Hello, my name is Glenda Cooper with Cooper Charlotte Farm in Granbury, Texas. You're listening to the latest news in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hello, Texas. We are locked, loaded, and ready to roll with another edition of Texas Ag Today. So jump on in with me. Buckle up. Let's take a ride around the Lone Star State as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. In the news today, the high temperatures are affecting corn yields in the panhandle. Of course, we have corn harvest already done in South and Central Texas, but the crop is still developing out in the Western and Northern parts of the state. And these 100 degree days are not helping things. We'll have more on that coming up to kick off today's show. My name is Kerry Martin. I'm your host along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the Piney Woods of East Texas to the Rocky Ranges of the Trans-Pecos and from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. Recent rains around the Texas High Plains were certainly very nice to have, but that does not mean that area crops will be on the rebound. I'm James Hunt, and I'll have that story on Texas Ag Today. West Texas cotton is suffering in the region's hot temperatures and drought conditions. I'm Tom Nicolotti, and I'll have the story from the South Plains on Texas Ag Today. We'll have those stories, plus Texas wildlife news and a complete look at the markets all coming up. Corn in the Texas panhandle is dealing with high heat and dry weather. Ockletree County agent Scott Strawn says this is a bad time of year for 100 degree temperatures. When it gets this hot and dry, when it's in tassel stage, the ear has the silk. Well, the pollen comes from the tassel down to the silk. And that's what pollinates that ear, and that's where the kernels come in on the cob. And when it's this dry, that pollen will dry out, and the silks will before it even pollinates. When it gets this hot and dry, it's a very critical time for corn, and that's where we can get a lot of loss in yield. So we would prefer humid and cooler weather for sure. Strawn says corn can take hot summers, but when it gets into these 100-plus days, Just about every crop shuts down. The chairman of the House Agriculture Committee is introducing legislation aimed at small cattle producers. House Ag Committee Chair David Scott introduced the Small Family Farmer and Rancher Relief Act to help small ranchers in the cattle business. Scott says it's a crisis that we've lost an average of 17,000 cattle ranchers per year. He says other efforts don't have enough emphasis on direct help for America's small farmers and ranchers. A key backbone of the bill helps smaller operators with financial assistance by strengthening the safety net, including offering an increased premium subsidy for small ranchers ensuring a cattle herd of 100 head or less. U.S. cotton stocks are expected to remain tight this year thanks to the drought-induced drop in cotton production. 
National Cotton Council CEO Gary Adams. I still think it's tight. Production problems. Uh, right now, we would plug in a crop somewhere probably between 15 and a half and 16 million bales. So that's a smaller crop than we had in 2021. I believe it keeps our our stock levels at at essentially by the end of the, this coming marketing year at roughly pipeline levels. And because uh, we'll have the text, U.S. textile industry consuming two and a half to 2.6 million bales, and then we'll we'll export the rest. And and like I said, we'll probably be at about pipeline level stocks by the time we get out to the end of the coming marketing year. Adams says it's very important for the cotton industry to keep demand up during these challenging economic times. The American Lamb Board is introducing a new monthly lamb market summary to provide the industry with increased data and analysis. The board engaged the American Sheep Industry Association to prepare the monthly lamb market summary. The report will include sheep and lamb slaughter, lamb imports, sheep and lamb prices, and a market forecast. An economic overview of the consumer market will also be included. Recent rains around the Texas High Plains were very nice to have, but James Hunt tells us that doesn't mean that area crops are on the rebound. Some pretty big rains across much of the region over the weekend, and they will certainly be beneficial for things like improving range condition and reducing the wildfire threat. But as for crops out in the field, Texas A&M AgriLife agronomist Jordan Bell does not expect the recent precipitation to provide an outright rescue. When we look at our extended drought and where we are in our cropping season, we have already gone through a significant developmental period in many of our crops. We have crops that are severely stressed. We have lost a lot of acreage either due to failure or it just simply wasn't planted because of drought conditions. And so as we look at this rainfall, first and foremost, I do think it's a little late. As an example of the toll dry conditions and heat have already taken, Dr. Bell points out that critical ear development for corn can take place within the crop's first 30 days. Now, it's often what is out of sight is out of mind, and we don't think about the ear until later in the season when we actually see it. But if that crop has been stressed early in the season, we have already reduced the yield potential. And as for cotton, we already know that dryland production is pretty much gone. But Dr. Bell says even in irrigated fields, there are significant signs of stunted growth that threaten potential yields. And unfortunately, the extended weather forecast doesn't provide hope for a major turnaround over the remainder of the season. Moving into the fall, if we have hot, dry conditions, that's going to impact grain filling in corn. That's going to impact grain filling even in our grain sorghum crops. That's going to impact the bowl development period in our cotton crop. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. West Texas cotton is suffering from drought and high temperatures. Tom Nicoletti checks in with a Lubbock area farmer for an update. We go to Eddie Griffiths in West Texas near Lubbock. Eddie, uh, certainly uh, with the triple-digit temperatures and uh, no rainfall, the, the cotton situation is deteriorating quickly, isn't it? Yes, sir. You know, for the most part, Tom, or in West Texas, there are a few dry land acres left but those will be taken out pretty quickly since they're starting to bloom out the top 
and that's the the first bloom on some of the dry land acres is that one bloom on the top so it won't be uh much of a dry land harvest here in west texas and then when you look at the irrigated acres they're still putting some irrigation on some of the crop and where guys have minimal irrigation they they are starting to shut that irrigation off because it's kind of the same situation where it's starting to bloom out the top and like we've always talked about we need rainfall or moisture to help subsidize the irrigation and when you're just pumping water out there on it trying to maintain a couple of bowls on a plant number one it's not cost efficient number two well, I've talked to producers in the area that are trying to protect the uh, water table in the area and, and uh, just refuse to use that irrigation and, and try to save that water. Of course, there's corn and grain sorghum out in the fields in your region of the state as well. And uh, how are those crops faring in this heat and, uh, and dry conditions? Well, it's nearly all irrigated when you look at the sorghum and corn crops where they have ample irrigation or they have enough irrigation to keep up with the water requirement, that those crops look pretty good. But where they do not, the crops are scorching and looked good there at the beginning and even in the middle. But at this point, as, as they're trying to get their grain fill where they have minimal irrigation, probably going to be minimal when it comes to the grain fill on those crops. So tough summer all the way around. You're going to have to have pretty good yields on the irrigated side of things, especially with the input costs to uh, come out at the end. From a livestock standpoint, uh, how are the cattle faring on the South Plains and also, uh, of course, the uh, stock tanks? Well, of course, a lot of cattle where they have run out of grazing, they're taking those to the cell barn and guys are trying to hang on to what they can. You know, they're trying to find every crook and cranny to put that livestock out on until we see the next rain. Looking at the big picture, I think everybody knows that without any rainfall that we're not going to be able to implement much livestock out there because it's going to take a lot of rain to get us caught up and then try to get this winter wheat crop planted and, and get some moisture in on it. And that, that may tide some guys over for a little while, but probably herd sizes are going to be dwindling. Just try to make do with what we have. Do you know about how low you are on rainfall totals up to this point for the year? Well, in my particular situations where I have farms, we're probably anywhere 10 to 12 inches from where we're normally sitting. So yeah, we're lacking lots of rain, lots of moisture. Eddie, thanks for that report. Thank you, Tom. That is Eddie Griffiths reporting for us today from West Texas. I'm Tom Nicoletti with the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Sharks play an important role in our ecosystem. I'm Jessica Dolmel, and I'll explain why coming up on Texas Ag Today. And the Texas A&M Veterinary Medical Diagnostic Lab is reminding livestock producers about water concerns. Texas veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today. Attention farmers and ranchers ages 18 to 35. Texas Farm Bureau has an amazing opportunity to highlight individual achievements, discuss complex agricultural issues, share your Texas Ag story, and be rewarded. Full-time producers can apply for the Outstanding Young Farmer and Rancher Contest for a chance to win a $60,000 prize package. 
Part-time producers and those individuals involved in other ag industries can participate in the Excellence in Agriculture contest for a chance to win a $15,000 prize package. Actively contributing and growing in agriculture and the Texas Farm Bureau has its benefits, like cash prizes and recognition for a job well done. For more details and an application, visit texasfarmbureau.org. Applications are due August 4th. We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. The Texas A&M Veterinary Medical Diagnostic Lab is reminding livestock producers about water concerns during this heat wave. Dr. Bob Judd has more. I know I talked about this summer heat wave concerning animals on several previous programs, and it is certainly no surprise to anyone this is a real problem. However, it is important to know as much as we can about options for livestock in this situation. Of course, water is the number one key element in this drought, and we not only have to look at water supplies, but water quality. To remain healthy in hot weather, a 1,000-pound heifer will drink 20 gallons of water a day, And although everyone is worried about hay supplies, and rightly so, water supplies may be the factor that determines if a producer can keep their herd together. The lack of rain certainly leads to less forage growth, and typically green forage also provides some daily water requirements for grazing cattle. It is important to make sure water is available for your livestock daily. So check your pumps daily and make sure the troughs and tanks contain water. This may seem simple on small ranches, but could require a full day's work on some of these large Texas ranches. Cattle should not be held in pens without water for even a full day in this heat, and we certainly need to avoid working cattle in the heat of the day. Putting any routine cattle work off until the fall would be optimal, and there really should not be a lot of routine work necessary this time of year except for pregnancy determination if culling will be required due to lack of feed or water. Also, when turning cattle into a new pasture, make sure they know where the water is located. If you have some cattle that are dehydrated, allow them to drink water, but only in small amounts, and add more water every 30 minutes. I'm veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Sharks play an important role in our ecosystem. Jessica Domel has the story in today's Wildlife Report. On our last show, Dr. Kesley Banks from the Heart Research Institute for Gulf of Mexico Studies told us that sharks play a vital role in our ocean ecosystems. She joins us again today to explain why. If you like eating seafood, if you like fishing, if you like eating fish that you catch, then you want sharks in your ocean. They not only help to reduce populations of fish that may have sick or injured individuals, we call it exhibiting a top-down control. So they keep the next fish species or population from ballooning out. One good example is if larger apex predators aren't in the water, such as the short fin mako, you can have a bigger population of smaller sharks or tunas, which are then eating the fish that we prefer to eat. And it just continues down the food web until you have unhealthy reefs. Dr. Banks is one of the researchers from HRI studying mako sharks in the Gulf of Mexico off the coast of Port Aransas. She said vacationers to the coast shouldn't be scared of sharks in the water. 
you're closer to a shark every time you're in the ocean than you think you are. As long as you're not provoking an interaction, you're not likely to have a negative interaction with a shark. I am going to preface with if you're fishing or if you're chasing after one you may have seen, those are called provoked interactions. You can watch, even Shark Week has all of the the videos where a drone is flying overhead of a surfer. You see a shark come in close and then leave. Sharks aren't interested by us, but they do have to come in close enough to use their senses to determine what we are. To minimize your risk of interacting with a shark, don't swim at dawn or dusk and don't wear dark clothing or jewelry in the water. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Dommel. We saw mostly lower trade in the cattle and grain markets on Tuesday, but the cotton market managed to close higher. We'll look at all of Tuesday's livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. Take the path less traveled and learn about the diversity of agriculture in the Lone Star State. It's a little education and a whole lot of fun. Texas farmers and ranchers between the ages of 18 and 35 can join the Texas Farm Bureau Young Farmer and Rancher Fall Tour, September 9th through the 11th in Amarillo, Texas. Learn about the diversity of Texas agriculture in the Amarillo area. Develop a network with other young producers across the state. Fellowship with one another and make new friends. Registration is open now. Visit TexasFarmBureau.org to register. The Texas Farm Bureau Young Farmers and Ranchers Fall Tour. The registration deadline is August 4th. Reserve your spot today. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. Tuesday saw a lower trade for the cattle complex, both live and feeder cattle, ending in the red. August live cattle down 20 cents at 136.57. The October down 50, 142.12. December live cattle down 22 cents. 148.27. August feeder cattle dropped a dollar fifty-two. 178.12. September feeders down a dollar sixty-five at 181.45. While October feeder cattle were down a dollar twenty-seven. 184.20. Cash-fed cattle market still quiet on Tuesday. Looks like feedlots in the south asking 137 this week. No asking prices reported out of the north so far. Boxed beef prices lower on Tuesday. Choice down a dollar forty-five, two sixty-nine fifteen. Select down fifty-nine cents at two forty-two thirty-one. Now let's check the auction barns. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble. Looks like they had a pretty good sale in Lexington on Saturday. That's what I hear from the buyers and the sellers. Let's uh, hear it from the man himself, Russell Heller. Russell, how was that sale in Lexington? Yesterday had a good sale, 1,482 total head with 224 cows. Walk the pins with us, please. All right. Thinner packer cows, 25 to 45, and the better cows, 46 to 88. On the steering bulkheads, three to four pounds, one twenty to two oh seven, four to five weights, one fifteen to two oh five, five to six weights, one ten to one eighty, six to seven weights, a dollar five to one sixty five, seven to eight weights, a dollar to one fifty seven. On the heifers, three to four pound heifers, one fifteen to one eighty five, four to five weights, one ten to one seventy, five to six weights, a dollar five to one fifty five. 
six to seven weights a dollar to one forty five, seven to eight weights ninety five to one thirty seven. Good. Were all the buyers and sellers uh, both pleased with what happened? Yes, sir. I mean, for overall, the quality of the cow was really good. A lot of good charlay, a lot of black calves. Right. And sold really well. How, what do you know for this next week at Lexington? Uh, yes, sir. One man's going to have about 30, 35 short and solid mouth older cows. And another man's going to have about 75 good yellow steer and heifer calves. Well, that'll be a good start to a great sale day this next Saturday in Lexington. Russell Heller, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Sure, you can get me on my cell, and that number is 979-820-7002. Russell, we appreciate you, and we'll talk with you Friday morning before that sale comes up on Saturday. Thank you, Larry. And, neighbor, that's it for Walking the Pins here on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. I'm Larry Marble. I put it together every day, and guess what? I like it so much, I'm going to do it again tomorrow just for you. Good day. Thanks, Larry. Back over to the futures market now where lean hogs finish lower on Tuesday. August hogs down 60 cents at 119.85. October down 60 cents, 96.22. Class 3 milk was mixed with August milk up a penny, 20.47 a hundredweight. The cotton market managed to close higher after big losses on Monday. We still have a lot of negative factors in this market right now. However, we saw a turnaround Tuesday, and we ended up higher with October cotton up 58 points, $1.87. December cotton up 75 points at $94.81. Corn and wheat continuing to feel the pressure from news that Ukrainian grain has been shipped out of that country and headed for the world market. That pressured prices on both corn and wheat, with September corn down 15 and three quarters, 5.91 and a quarter. December corn down 15 and a half at 5.94 and a quarter. Same story on both hard and soft wheat. September Kansas City wheat down 24 and a quarter, 8.42 and a quarter. September Chicago wheat down 25 and a half, 7.74 and three quarters. In the energy market, September natural gas was down 59 cents, 7.68. September crude oil up 44 at 94.33 a barrel. The financial markets were lower Tuesday afternoon. The Dow down 361 points at 32,436. The Nasdaq down 6, 12,362. The S&P down 19 points at 4,098. That wraps up our look at the markets, and that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. My name's Kerry Martin. Hope to see you back here next time as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state on the planet, Texas agriculture. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.